Hey mama, our whole lives we've been told to focus on our strengths, those things that we are quote unquote naturally good at. But is this really the best method of achieving success in our lives? I will acknowledge that all of us have different definitions of success for ourselves, but generally speaking, those of you who are listening are those who want to be the best version of yourselves. You want to be the best possible mom you can be. You want to achieve your goals, and you want to build a really great life for your family and for your future. I know that you want more out of life than just the ordinary. You want more than just getting by. And I'm here to tell you in this episode, it's going to take more than just just focusing on your strengths. In a lot of ways, this is actually a huge relief to hear as a mom because a lot of us kind of lost touch with ourselves and with what our strengths are after we became moms. Maybe we left careers. Maybe we became mothers so young that we never really had a chance to find and develop our strengths. Or maybe we're just so damn tired and consumed with mom life that we stopped working on our strengths altogether. Well, I'm here to tell you that as it turns out, your strengths don't really matter to your success anyway. They matter in the sense that focusing on what you're good at can increase your self-esteem, but when it comes to creating lasting change in your life, getting to the next level, and true personal growth, there's actually something else you should be more focused on than just your strengths. So what is it? This is the Motivation for Mom show, a personal development podcast for moms hosted by certified life coach and fellow mama, Sarah Munder. Each week, Sarah will bring you motivation, inspiration, and personal empowerment to help you show up even stronger for your family and be the mom and woman you were meant to be. You sacrifice so much of yourself every day, and it's time to take at least a few minutes and invest this time into nurturing yourself and filling your soul. You are worthy and you deserve it. Ready, Mama? Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to join me in my planner makeover course that is now available, where I'll teach you how to reach your goals, accomplish all of your tasks with ease, establish your non-negotiables, and finally make guilt-free time for things like self-care and all the fun stuff you want to do, all with a strategic use of a planner. In this course, I'll teach you how to get the most out of your planner and how to simply be more intentional with your time. It's all about making your life easier and making your time more meaningful. If you need this, head on over to my website, themamamiracle.com. That's the mama, M-A-M-A, miracle.com to get this online course today. Now go enjoy the episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Motivation for Moms podcast. Wait, what? Yes, welcome back to what is formally known as the Mama Miracle Morning Show. And as you can see, the show got a facelift. I decided to change the name because for one thing, I could see that the Mama Miracle Morning Show was a bit long for a name, and I really wanted to make the show easier for even more moms to find and relate to. And I just felt in my gut that I really just wanted to simplify the name so it was much more clear about what the show was about, and it was easier for moms to find when they're looking for inspirational and motivational 
additional shows to listen to. So technically, this is the very first episode of the Motivation for Moms show, but you can still access all of the previous episodes of the Mama Miracle Morning show right here in the same feed. And rest assured, you can expect the same type of empowering, motivational, and inspiring content. So now that we got that out of the way, let's dive into the good stuff. Today we're talking all about strengths and whether they're really that important when you're trying to reach your goals and when you're trying to get to the next level in your life and really create that lasting positive change. As I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, many of us have been told for so long that we should focus on our strengths and we've bought into this belief that we will become successful if we focus on what we're naturally good at. We look at celebrities and we love to watch videos of them when they were little kids putting on little home performances, and it reinforces the belief in us that, well, they were just always good at performing and singing. They were a natural, and they were born to be a singer or an actress. We find ourselves watching our own kids explore what they're good at and what they like, and we say things like, oh, I just know she's going to be a performer someday if they like to perform. And if they're good negotiators, we say, oh, I just know he's going to make a good lawyer someday. There's nothing inherently wrong with this, and there's nothing wrong with people who grow up to do the things they loved to do as a child. In fact, I think that it's really, really amazing and beautiful when people pursue what they've always loved and what they have fun doing. But where this belief holds us back is when we give up when things get hard because we think that it's hard because we're just not good at it or we're just not natural at doing that thing and that it simply must not be our strength or skill set because it's easy to do something when it comes easy to us, right? I mean, that's kind of like a no-brainer. We want so badly for our strengths to be the secret to our success because that's easy for us to do. Success seems so easy and attainable when we know exactly what doing the work is going to involve and we feel like, oh, that's nothing. I got this. Shouldn't be a challenge for me at all. It's so much easier to focus on what we're naturally good at than to focus on what's hard. But we all know that the road to success isn't straight and free from challenges. Any goal you've ever pursued, you've likely hit challenges and roadblocks along the way. And that's when a lot of people say to themselves, well, I didn't anticipate this and I'm just simply not cut out for this. And they give up altogether on their goal. And they go back to the drawing board over and over again and they ask themselves, Okay, well, what am I good at? You see people hop from career to career to career to diet to diet to diet largely because of this. And this is why your strengths don't really matter to achieving success, to reaching your goals, to overcoming obstacles. Your strengths are what keep you comfortable. They are what keep you in a state of mediocrity. They are predictable because once you discover what your strengths are, you say to yourself, I can either do this or I can't do this. And if I can't do this, it's because that's not my strength. Your strengths are good for self-esteem. I will say that they can help you feel better about yourself when you focus on what you're good at, but that only lasts so long. Do you know an even better an even more longer-lasting, sustainable way to grow in your self-esteem? Growth. 
challenging yourself, learning new skills that you didn't have before, stepping out of your comfort zone and surprising yourself at how well you're actually able to handle what you didn't think you could handle. This is where true growth happens and a true achievement to the next level. I'm reading a book right now by one of the most influential motivational speakers, Brendan Burchard, his book, High Performance Habits. I love this book because it's based on rigorous years of research into the actual proven things that make people successful and how the most successful people in the world became that way. One of the biggest surprising finds from the research that he and his researchers found was that our strengths are not what determines our success. He said in the book, there's a myth that our innate strengths are what we should all be focusing on. We must see beyond what comes naturally to us and develop into what we must be in order to grow, serve, and lead. High performers get that. They're less into finding their strengths and more into adaptive service, exploring what needs fixing and growing into the person who can fix it. The question they ask is less often, who am I and what am I good at? And more often, what is required to be of service here? And how can I grow into that or lead others to deliver this? High performers do not report working on their strengths any more than other people do, so that focus isn't what gives them the edge. I love how he said we must develop into what we must be in order to grow, serve, and lead. The world wouldn't be where it is today if humans only focused on their innate strengths. It was the leaders who asked, what do I need to learn and what needs to be done in order to make this happen? The women here in America who have lived before us, who have paved the way for equality for us today, stepped outside of their comfort zone. Not just their own comfort zone, but the comfort zone of a whole society to change the boundaries of what women were capable of and had access to in that society. If you ask anyone who is successful at what they do, and perhaps it seems like they're naturally good at something, if you ask them whether they were always good at it, all the time I get people telling me, you're really good at speaking on your podcast, and they assume that it's a natural strength for me. The truth is, it's not at all what I'm naturally good at. It's taken years of practice, even before I actually started the podcast. I was given an incredible opportunity to practice speaking into a microphone at a very young age. I grew up as a Jehovah's Witness, and let me tell you, those people spend a lot of time in their church meetings every week speaking on stages and speaking into a microphone. So from a very young age, I began learning the skills that they would teach on how to deliver a message. And I've only recently actually connected the dots of when this started for me and how I'm using it today. A lot of people feel bad for me that I grew up in such a strict religion that didn't allow us to celebrate birthdays or holidays, but now I'm able to look back and connect the dots of how being raised back then serves me now. I was also incredibly fortunate to have a man come into my life as a teenager, my stepfather, Gary Coca-Cola. He's a big TV mogul. He built his career around owning and operating TV stations. And when he came into my life and my mom's life when I was 14, I had the incredible opportunity to start speaking on camera and speaking into microphones. Was I good back then? Psh, no. 
If you look back on YouTube at some of the commercials and videos I did as a teenager and in my early, early 20s, it's honestly pretty hilarious. It didn't feel natural to me. And there's a huge difference between my delivery then and now. But I loved it and it was so much fun. And I actually, what I wanted to do is I wanted to be a news anchor. I thought that that was the creme de la creme of the TV world. Like that's how you know you've made it if you got a job as a news anchor. And I had the opportunity through personal connections. I could have continued to develop those skills and I could have got a job as a news anchor, but I didn't. I was actually recently talking to my stepfather about this on the phone and he was like, I know why you didn't follow that path and end up being a news anchor. And I honestly thought that he was going to say, and I kind of like got anxiety about this as he was about to say it. I thought he was going to say, because you didn't develop the skills like you could have, or you didn't have what it takes, or you didn't commit yourself, but he didn't. His response totally surprised me. He said, because you knew in your heart, you wanted to get married and have children right away. You wanted to be a mom and you wanted to stay home with them while they were little. It honestly brought tears to my eyes because he's right. And now looking back, I realized that I didn't actually want the life of a news anchor. I can't even stand watching the news. And if I'm being honest, I probably wanted the notoriety and fame that came with that career. I wanted to become really, really good at being on camera and speaking into a microphone. And it's so crazy how life comes back full circle. And now I'm using the skills I practiced then. And I mean, I still have so much learning and developing that I want and need to do to get this podcast to where I want it. And I have to thank you guys for being so patient with the production of this podcast because I'm still so new. I kind of got off topic a little bit here, but what I'm trying to tell you is that people who are really, really good at what they do weren't always that way. Even going back to the singers and actors who would do little performances when they were little kids, and everyone just knew that they would be famous one day. They didn't become famous because they were natural at it when they were little. They got famous because of their commitment to the career and the blood, sweat, and tears that was required of them to make it in a highly, highly cutthroat industry that Hollywood and the music industry is. Think of all the people who used to sing and dance and perform as little kids who did not make it in the industry as an adult. The bottom line is, whatever you want in your life, it's not your natural abilities that are going to get you there. It's a commitment to growth and becoming what it's going to take to get there. What would happen if we only focused on our strengths as moms? I'm pretty sure diaper blowouts wouldn't get changed. Some of us wouldn't even attempt to cook for our families. We wouldn't get up in the middle of the night to attend to the baby when we're sleep deprived. Toilets would probably never get cleaned. Laundry would probably never get done. Trying to go to the grocery store with children? Yeah, that wouldn't happen. Forget it. We wouldn't have important conversations with our children to help them get through the challenges of growing up, things that we never had to deal with. We wouldn't talk to them about the birds and the bees. Who's natural at that? Because the majority of things we do as moms are probably not inherent strengths for most of us. Let me tell you a story about what brought this whole topic to life for me and what really made me start studying and researching this concept. I promise it's more relevant than my last story. 
So my husband and I were trying to clean the kitchen together. We had just come back from camping and the kitchen and the living room were a big giant mess. You know when you come back from a trip and you unload the car and all of a sudden there's stuff everywhere and you feel like you need a vacation from a vacation? Okay, that's what we were dealing with. And my husband went to go grab the vacuum cleaner to clean the floors, like really, really early on in the cleaning process. And I said, hey babe, how about we wait until... We're at least done cleaning the counters before we vacuum because chances are the floor is going to get crumbs on it again once we are done cleaning the counters. And he was like, okay, I just, I don't know what else to do right now. So I said, well, why don't you clean the counters? And his response was, well, I'm just not good at that. You're way better than me at that. So I'd rather just focus on what I'm good at. And I mean, I appreciate that he thinks that I'm good cleaning the counters. I do pride myself on the sparkly granite that usually proceeds when I am done with them. But I'd hardly call it a strength for myself. Certainly not a preference or something that I'm naturally gifted at. Actually, there's not many tasks that involve cooking or cleaning that I actually enjoy anymore. But they have to be done. Someone's got to do them. And I realized in that moment that the reason why I'm usually the one to clean the counters and the appliances and all these other things that most people hate doing is simply because he's made the excuse that he's just not good at them. Imagine if I used the same excuse. The counters would probably never get cleaned or they'd only get cleaned when the house cleaner came once in a while. So I said, Greg, it's not about your strengths. It's not about what you're good at. It's about service to your family. You just have to do it because it has to be done. Suck it up, buttercup. That's what I wanted to say, but I didn't. So the question in this story to my husband is, do you want a clean house bad enough to actually put in the work required to get there? Even if it means doing some tasks that you don't particularly enjoy or that you don't think you're naturally good at. Even if it means potentially learning new skills around the house. And my question to you as a mom is, do you want success bad enough to actually put in the work required to get there? Even if it means doing some things, learning new things, overcoming some things that are not necessarily going to feel good or that you're not particularly going to enjoy or that you don't think you're naturally good at? Are you willing to develop the skills required to get there? Are you willing to step outside your comfort zone to grow? And then when you master that level, to step a little further outside that comfort zone to grow again, and you stay committed to growing and learning and expanding your capacity to have those things you want in your life. Your new life is going to cost you the price of your old one. What got you here is not going to get you there. No one said it's going to be easy. You've got to commit to your dreams, even when it gets hard. And if there's anyone, anyone in the world who I know can do this, it's moms. And I'll tell you why in just a minute when I wrap up this episode. So if your goal is to get into shape or lose weight, for example, if you only focused on your strengths, say it was really, really easy for you to eat healthy in the beginning of the day and where it got challenging was at night after the kids went to bed. Maybe you struggle with binge eating at night or binge drinking at night. It's really, really awesome that you find it easy and almost effortless to eat healthy early in the day. But the thing that's going to make 
all the difference for you is to put your focus on what's hard for you to do, which would be to change your nighttime habits. Or if you found it really, really easy to take a group fitness class once a week, but found it challenging to get on a treadmill by yourself or do some weight training on your own regularly, then guess where you need to shift your focus? The area that you're most struggling in then is the area that's holding you back from reaching your goals. And it happens to be the area that also has the potential to totally change the outcome if you master it. I'm not saying you should give up your healthy eating habits early in the day. I'm not saying you should give up your group fitness class that you love. I'm not saying you should give up on the things that you're already good at. That's incredible that you're doing those things. But only focusing on what comes easy for you is not going to get you to the next level. Only focusing on vacuuming the floors is not going to help my husband get the clean house he wants. I mentioned a minute ago that if there's anyone, anyone in this world who I know can do what it takes to get to the next level and reach their goals, it's moms. It's you. I think we are actually primed for success in this regard. Like we talked about earlier, moms do things all the time that are uncomfortable. What are we more committed to than our children? We prove every single day that we are capable and willing to do the hard stuff. Pregnancy, childbirth, C-sections, recovery, depression, exhaustion, sleep deprivation, taking care of our families when they're sick, when we ourselves are sick and miserable. These are not natural strengths for us, ladies. We just do them because we are committed to our family. And you know what? You may say, well, Sarah, I do them because I have to do them. I don't have a choice. But actually, you do have a choice. Some moms walk out on their kids. And you have a choice to be committed to your goals, to building the life you want to create, too. I know you can do it. I see you do it every day. And I want you to know that you're not only capable, but you're worth it. You're worth everything you could possibly dream of. Thanks for listening today and for taking the time to better yourself. I always say by working on yourself, by investing in yourself, by loving yourself, you're doing an amazing thing for your family and for the world around you. And to you, I am grateful and I am honored to be your fellow mama. Now go out there, take charge of your day, take charge of your life, you beautiful, powerful, and incredible mama. Wait, don't go yet. If you enjoyed today's episode and you know a mama who could really use some positivity and motivation in her life, would you please share this episode? You can either hit the share or copy link button or take a screenshot and post it on Instagram using the hashtag motivation for moms podcast and tag me at Sarah Munder. By the way, if you're not yet following me on Instagram, what are you even doing? Get over there, follow my transformational journey and send me a direct message and let me know your biggest takeaway from today's episode. I love hearing from my listeners. It seriously makes my day, you guys. And if you're ready to learn how to more strategically use a planner to reach your goals, accomplish all of your tasks, and finally make time for the important stuff like self-care time and quality time with your family, 
head on over to my website, themamamiracle.com to get my online course, The Planner Makeover Course for only $29 today. I can't wait to share with you the skills and strategies that have changed my life and changed the lives of my fellow mamas who have also taken the course. I'll see you there and I'll see you right here next week on Motivation for Moms.